0: To from the bleachers the only podcast that recognizes that real housewives is a sport in which the women are competing for additional screen time and social media fame today we are analyzing the plays made in season 13 episode 16 of real housewives of beverly hills i'm sandra i am mandy and this one is called diamonds in the rough
1: which is what all these women are, just little diamonds in the rough, the rough,
0: the rough world of the nino. <laughs> it's, it's a tough world out there when husbands are trying to take all your money.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of husband drama.
0: I like this episode. I liked the, it was very Beverly Hills. I mean, I didn't, as far as like the play, there wasn't anything amazing going on, but just the like, show me the money stuff was there, which is what it you want Beverly huge, Hills. It was a huge,
1: yes. From from the Paddock Writing Club, or the PRC, as I like to call it, um, yeah. all the way, yeah, to the Diamonds and Champagne Brunch. Ooh, lots of money everywhere.
0: <laughs> so first we get a Little montage of previously seen footage. We see Sutton on a successful date. We see Erica's getting a residency in Las Vegas. One of Garcelle's sons says he doesn't get enough freedom. PK and Dorit are butting heads about her recovery from PTSD and him not being in town a lot. Sutton is moving forward after her three-part All the Men in My Life Have Left Me PTC. Anne-Marie is accusing Crystal of thinking she's better than everyone, and Crystal is accusing Anne-Marie of being a nurse who calls herself a doctor. Tension is high between Kyle and Mauricio. Kyle is sharing with Dorit about her marriage issues, and she ITMs, if there's no effort ever put into us, we may not survive. And then we get the taglines, which we haven't had in a few episodes, I was wondering. I, I sort of feel like they are not always there. Okay, I'm not yeah. crazy. Yay, <laughs> you're, yay! Me. You're not crazy. We get the tagline sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes we don't. So Kyle says it's hard to outrun rumors, but luckily I'm in better shape than ever. I think that definitely matches what's going on for her. Like there's the rumors around her marriage. She can't outrun them, but she's working on herself. You know, so, well, I thought it was pretty good. I like that one. True that. Garcelle says, I may act for a living, but I never fall for a bad performance.
1: I don't know what that's going to relate to, if anything.
0: Yeah. Is it, does it have to do with Erica and like she's not changing her stance on the way Erica handled things? Is it? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Is it like her relationship with her son? She seems to have a lot of that um, letting go as her boys get older storyline going on in her life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Erica, the best part about losing everything is getting it all back. Then that's true. Yes. I
1: think that one fits her.
0: Yep. Sutton, who needs a knight in shining armor when you have your own horse? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Who we get to see a lot of this episode.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do get to see, what is his name? Santos. Santos, the horse. Dorit, fashion is my language and I speak it fluently.
1: I don't think this has much to do with her storyline, which seems to constantly be haranguing PK for not being in town. Yeah. That seems to be her (laughs) storyline.
0: Right. And it's not that great of of a tagline and no, debatable whether Dorit is actually good at fashion or not.
1: I'm super excited about this next one, Bleacher Nation. This is my favorite, favorite, favorite tagline
0: ever. Oh. Crystal, they say wisdom comes with age, but But I'm proving otherwise.
1: (laughs) So I think we know what she's trying to say here, that she is young and proving she's already wise. But the way that sentence is grammatically laid out, it's basically saying wisdom has not come with age for her. I love love it.
0: Love it. (laughs) And Marie, I may put you to sleep for a living, but I always keep one eye open. I don't know about that. I feel like it's a good intro. One, you know, there's not like yeah. any deep storyline for her, but it's just like, hey, this is what I do, and and there, here's a cute thing about it. I, you know, doesn't?
1: I think yeah, it's kind of a. Um, <clears throat> I'm wary. Yeah, she doesn't, but that doesn't feel like her at all. It, she seems no. more like I'm coming at you.
0: Yeah. Kind of like she started the she started the season off like coming for people. But now I feel like in this la- latter part of the season, she's like taking it way back. And yeah. she's realized, I don't want to piss everyone off. Maybe I'm doing yeah. too much.
1: Maybe she watched a little Monica. And was Like, <laughs> whoa, I guess there's some such a thing as too much. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch
0: your rookie play there. So we get into the meat of the episode. We are starting off with a little mom and kid montages. Crystal's daughter, Zoe, is doing her makeup. Dorit is playing catch with her kids and criticizing them for not catching the ball.
1: Yeah. And then dropping the ball herself, which I thought was <laughs> yep. awesome.
0: And then her daughter called <laughs> it out for it. That was great. Yep. <laughs> Anne-Marie is planning a diamonds and champagne Mother's Day brunch for the ladies. Erica is meeting with her therapist, Dr. Jen. A lot of bystanders this week. It's a lot to choose from.
1: Yes, I'm excited about our like, It was hard to choose my bystander. I, I kept going back and forth between two different people.
0: So Erica and Dr. Jen are talking about Erica's I lost everything PTC. PTC is a personal tragedy card for those new to the podcast and about how bad things were and how hopeless Erica felt. And now things are good. She has this residency in Las Vegas, but she plays an IFI here. It's an injury, fear, or illness play. She is afraid. There's a lot of money invested and she doesn't have the safety net of Tom's money anymore. But she ITMs, don't look down, just keep moving forward. She brings up the winning appeal about the she brings up winning the appeal about the $750,000 earrings. Erica tells the therapist about her jab at the women during the releasing ceremony. And they discussed that while she was going through her lawyer up play, she was hoping to get support from the women and instead she felt like she got judgment and criticism. Then we get clips from that season of Garcelle wondering why Erica won't just let everything go, go to paying back the victims and Kyle telling Erica they just don't see the compassion in her. Erica tells the therapist she wants to let this stuff go. And the therapist says closure has to come from inside of her. She says Erica has learned through all of this that something shitty can happen to her and she can recover. And she knows who's got her back and who doesn't. And while she's delivering this insight, Erica does an amazing cross-eyed face play. That is my face play of the game. And did you see it? Because it was very brief and I have to show it to you if you didn't.
1: Yeah, I do remember her doing that very quickly. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: I, I'm i not sure I've ever seen someone cross their eyes that well. I thought it was perfection. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Oh, Mandy can cross her eyes too. But can you do it like in the middle of a comment like that with the perfect timing? Her, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I got to work on my, my stand-up act with that. Um, I thought this was a great play by Erica, not just the face play, but I thought... Opening up in front of the cameras, giving us a couple of IFIs there. I I thought that was solid work on her part. She gave us really good housewife play in this moment.
0: Agree. Yeah. And, you know, we can talk about it later, but she kind of like starts out and closes out the episode. So it's like a good progression for her too. starting with the therapist and then ending. Yes, yes, yes. with With the ladies talking about what she talked about with the therapist. So then we are with Sutton. Sutton is visiting her horse, Santos, and she mistakes another horse for hers who doesn't look anything like hers, which is a good moment. And Avi is with her, who they call they call him it like, you know, in his Chiron, they put property manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like really. He's, but I feel like he's he also
1: been her assistant in one of them.
0: Yeah, maybe they change it up. He does everything for her. Maybe they just like list our list, put a list of everything he does, and they're just like rotating that through the Chiron. Right. So Avi brought carrots for Santos, and Santos doesn't wait for Avi to give him a carrot. He just leans his head over that door and nabs one straight from the bag, and they both laugh, which is a good moment. Sutton is going to ride Santos for the first time. And she's nervous because he's a big boy. So that's a little IFI there. She ITMs that she can ride him now because he knows her. And she compares that to dating. And she says she gets to know people first before she rides them also.
1: I like that she's got some innuendo in her ITMs these days.
0: I always wonder how much of that is producer-driven. Like, are they giving her these lines? Are they telling, you know... Are you accusing Sutton of not coming up with these lines on her own? I'm accusing a a lot of the women of not coming up with the lines on their own. (laughs) You don't think they're all this clever? Especially when they're said, like, you can tell some of them are said more like practiced or like they've said them a couple times and they caught the best take of it. Um. You know, I feel like other players, like, we've just been watching We've been watching traitors, right? And like Phaedra is like a good off the cuff, like just like jabs she gives to people or just like funny things she says. And you can tell it's just like natural. It comes like to her and other people, like you don't see them doing it as much in person uh-huh. in the moment, but they have these great things to say in the ITMs. And so that it always makes me think, oh, this is a fed line or at least something that they prepared ahead of time. And we're like, I'm going to say this during my ITM, you know, no,
1: which
0: is see. fine. That's how I would have to do it, too. I'm not good in the
1: moment, but <laughs> And yet here you are doing a live in the moment podcast
0: with a whole
1: host of notes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, back to the paddock writing club
0: paddock. That's what it's called. Yeah. She uses some stairs to climb onto Santos. The writing instructor, which is another bystander is helping her ride around the paddock. So what it's called, I it had like the writing ring. And I was like, yes. that can't be what it's called. <laughs> and while they're doing this and going around and writing, Avi is there like a proud father taking pictures <laughs> of his toddler on his phone of her. And this moment made Avi my bystander, bystander of, the of the week. Oh, uh, very nice. It's Avi's work here and later in this episode that made him my runner up. Uh, okay. Kyle shows up. And she says, hey, beautiful, and then clarifies she was talking to the horse and not Sutton. Then she has a very shady ITM where she wonders if we're sure that Sutton has ever ridden a horse. And she says she looks like how she did when she was riding the bull in Las Vegas. And we get a side-by-side clip of that from the producers of riding the bull and riding the horse. I'm not really sure how people are supposed to look riding horses, so I can't comment. But she does look maybe a little stiff. Well,
1: I think you are supposed to, you are supposed to be upright and have the good posture. So I thought she looked good. I thought she looked pretty good on the bowl too, to be honest. Okay. But again, I am also no expert on either of these things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sutton finishes her ride and she sits at a picnic table to talk to Kyle after shooing Avi off to go do some stuff. Kyle and Sutton talk about the Barcelona trip and they revisit how emotional it was for Sutton during the releasing ceremony and how part of that was letting go of her marriage. Sutton says she texted Christian that morning to say goodbye and good luck. Um, He's moving to a different country and she ITMs that right now, even though they aren't married, he lives down the street and she knows that if she falls, he'll be there to pick her up. But now with this move, she's on her own.
1: This is our second safety net reference in just our first section. So Mm -hmm. both Erica and Sutton are referencing this life without a safety net. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice seeing our women getting ready to go out into the world.
0: Kyle asks Sutton how long she's been divorced. And Sutton says six or seven years. And then Kyle asks if they ever went to therapy. And Sutton says no. And I thought this was like an artful subject change from Kyle. Like she's come here with an agenda. That she is, she wants to talk about what's going on with her and Mauricio. And she's just kind of like nicely waiting until Sutton's done so she can get that in. But that's basically what this scene is being filmed for.
1: Yeah, it was an amazing segue. I was very impressed with Kyle in this moment. Because she made it sound like this isn't going to be all about me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, but now let's get to me. But now let's get to me. So Kyle says she is going to therapy and Sutton asks how that's going. And we get a coming up with Garcelle's son implying that she's not doing a good enough job.
1: We come back from commercial. We see Santos, Santos, Santos. We're <laughs> back at the PRC, the Paddock Writing Club, which is what everyone calls it in the in the 9 the PRC. It comes <laughs> down in the 9 hanging out at the PRC. So Kyle and Sutton's chat continues. Kyle is playing her sort of dual IFI PTC and Sutton is being a good shoulder to cry on, a good STCO. Mm-hmm. And I really loved that Sutton, to- see, totally focused on Kyle's issues and did not chime in with comparable things or anything that was about Sutton. She really kept kept it about Kyle, which was great. That doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> Kyle reveals that her big takeaway from therapy has been they are working so much. They're both super busy and growing apart. We get a clip of an event from 2018 where we learn that they started this real estate agency when they were super down on their luck and had their young children. And we see at this event, you've got this wall of housewives they like cut to in this flashback. And it's just like, it's like this wall of angry blonde women. There's another <laughs> one with their arms crossed. Kyle continues with a strong IFI that she's made sacrifices. And just like Sandra said last week, when she dropped some great Myers-Briggs on us, Kyle literally states that after all of her sacrifices, she needs to feel like she is the priority in his life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She adds another IFI that if she doesn't take this time to enjoy building her career, she will have nothing when her kids are all grown up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So now, do you remember the dinner from hell from season one? Camille Grammer had a psychic <laughs> and she had yes. a bunch of people that over her house. was season one? That was season one. I went and oh. looked this up. Okay. So it was that insanely aggressive and rude psychic who I don't think she deserves to have a show built about her but apparently she didn't <laughs> but she was rude yep she predicted that Kyle and Mauricio wouldn't last mm-hmm. so I don't know why people aren't talking about that if I was yeah. I don't I didn't really have an error this week bleacher nation but if there's one thing that I thought is an error it's that nobody is bringing this
0: up <laughs> this was predicted 12 seasons ago <laughs> yeah we should go find that psychic's Instagram maybe the psychic is doing it maybe she's saying told you so uh-huh.
1: I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't want I don't want her to be getting any good told
0: you so moments. But anyway, I mean, you got to take the wins where you can get them when you're a psychic.
1: Whoa. Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we head over to Garcelle's. Before we head over to Garcelle's, I wanted to say that Kyle opening up to Sutton about what is going on in her marriage was my... Play, play of, the game. of the, the, game, the game. Wow, there we go.
1: You've dropped a lot of your awards already. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought she was teeing it up really well. She's kind of doing it one by one person by one person. She gets more screen time by doing that way instead of like a Absolutely. big announcement to the whole group, and it helps yeah. her build her relationship with each of them one on one as well. Gives the other person the opportunity to play STCO, get to get to know her better. You know, just kind of like be a little more vulnerable with each of them.
1: I like it. That's a great, a great play of the game. Okay, so after that amazing housewife play, we head over to Garcelle's, where her assistant Taz is helping Garcelle, Jax, and Jay prepare to do a PSA for Cyber Smile, which is an anti-cyberbullying campaign. And I guess it's more than a PSA. They're doing a GoFundMe to try and raise. $10,000. Mm-hmm. The big takeaway at the beginning of the scene is that Jade is horrible at holding the cue cards and Jax seems either bored or traumatized by doing this. Mm-hmm. And we sort of learned that Jax had been bullied. Like there was some major cyberbullying yes. against
0: him. I'm trying to remember what it was. It But at some point, Garcelle was accusing another member, another player of being the one who was sending these bullying attacks. And then she did a a, um, investigation into it and they found out that it was just bots. Isn't that
1: crazy? I don't understand what that, like how bots are doing that. Like people just program a bot to be
0: nasty when they come across (laughs) something? I don't don't know how that all works either. But yeah, that was the whole storyline and I cannot remember the, uh, the exact details of it. Yeah. I think it may have happened after something with Erica where she had like said, you know, go F yourself to him when she was really drunk to her son. And then Garcelle got uh, upset about that. And it may yeah. have spun off of that, but I'm, I can't can't 100% remember.
1: It's like AI fan fiction gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the opposite of fan fiction would be hate fiction. Um. So anyway, so that's what they are doing. And so that's why I didn't know if this was like, This is just Jax being a teenager or Jax being uncomfortable doing this or Mm. Jax just being bored. I don't know. But after they're done with that moment, Garcelle and Jax have a little heart-to-heart and she's proud that he's taken something that was a negative in his life and made it a positive. Garcelle plays a little IFI that she's scared to have Jax driving and that he's growing up and this is all hard for her to give him his independence. But he's requested more freedom, and so she is going to let him Uber to places on his own. She says she may not be perfect all the time, and Jack says, but you'll try to do better, which gives (laughs) us that really nice, relatable moment for all of us parents out there where a teen is taking something, biting the hand that feeds him, or rather the hand that permits him to Uber, and (laughs) just turns it on. Up on his end. So here is Garcelle trying to have this great moment and he pushes buttons instead.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. There's no, there's no thank you. There's no thank you from your kids. You just, you know, no. yeah. <laughs> only criticism and you know, that's okay. That's just how it is. That is we how did, it they is. They didn't ask to be born.
1: That, I may use that line going forward. Like, I know you didn't ask to be born, but you were, and now you're a human <laughs> being. So you need to behave like one. How about that?
0: <laughs> Let me know how that goes. I will.
1: My child will probably, my child is so very sensitive to his parents' opinions of him right now, and Mm -hmm. it matters so much, and this is something that's been coming up in our household, and I was having that conversation with him about, well, You may be surprised when puberty hits that you actually care more about the opinions of your peers than you do us. And that's a totally Mm. normal transition. And he's like, I doubt it. I'm like, well, (laughs) sure. All right. So then we get a teaser, um, Kyle and Mo talking, and we head into commercial. And I have still given zero awards. So I have my entire award bank waiting.
0: Oh, my gosh. You're just not ready. Nothing is impressing you yet. I gave a,
1: a, a mini half error, <laughs> but that's about it.
0: Not impressive enough for Mandy yet. Keep trying. Right, exactly. I'm starting to get bored with
1: you, reality TV. <laughs> Let's see what you can do.
0: So we start the next part and Sutton's on a date with Steve. And this is supposedly their second date, although it makes me wonder if they have seen each other outside of filming. But
1: I've got a lot of questions about <laughs> this situation of dating someone with the cameras on you and Mm. I it seems like such like who the hell is this Steve that he's okay with that right but I also know that there's a lot of shows that you watch where people get married or have sex or see each other naked and decide they'll go on a date with them because of how they, you know, there's just a lot of these shows. So it's not that weird, I guess, (laughs) sort of.
0: Married at First Sight. I'm I uh I haven't watched it in a long time, and I didn't realize how behind I was, and so I've started diving back into Married at First Sight seasons.
1: This is why you are that too busy show. to commit to a thirty minute meeting with your FA chair. Yes.
0: Well, I I can <laughs> lean back in bed, and uh, M- Mandy's poking fun now at my <laughs> IFI, my injury here or illness. Oh, I'm gonna need to do some apology play. which is that I have a chronic uh, illness and I have to prioritize things. And I do prioritize reality TV because it makes me feel good. And coffee's out to discuss the school. Do not fill me up.
1: (laughs) No, no. And I would like to offer an apology. I am sorry that I poked fun at your chronic illness because I know it is very, exhausting and overwhelming. And it's just too much for you. And poking fun at that minimizes it in a way that is often already minimized when women have chronic illnesses. So I am very sorry. And I will not do that again. And I fully understand that this FA check-in is really
0: not a priority for any of us. That was at least a four. That was at least a four pointer. I'm trying to keep, <laughs> keep it on my fingers, but it's hard. You know, I usually listen to these like five times in the episode.
1: <laughs> right. And go back and like have the list in front. Yeah. So I'm not sure what it is. was pretty good.
0: That's probably, that's definitely the best apology that we've heard.
1: <laughs> I think that might be <laughs> one of the best ones from this episode too.
0: <laughs> I, oh, it definitely is from this episode, but even all across all the episodes we've done, that's well, no one, no one has had points that high. You win.
1: I'm, I'm, I really appreciate that. I feel like I owe you another apology also for accusing you of having no soul based on your reaction to a book that we're going to read in book
0: club, but I will save that one for off air. You don't have to apologize for that. Sometimes I question my own existence of a soul. (laughs) So, so yeah, she's on this date with Steve. Oh my gosh. Okay. She ITMs that on a first date, you just want to make sure they're not freshly out of prison. And I immediately thought of Sheree on Atlanta, who would not have that be a requirement for her, Oh, which you missed that whole thing. But yeah, maybe someday you'll watch all of Atlanta, which should just make me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But apparently it is a deal breaker for Sutton. She ITMs that she has put away a lot of baggage from her marriage and she's ready to move on in her life and maybe find love. She has brought her own mixer to the date. She pulls an ocean spray out of her purse. And Steve says she's like Burger King. She can have it her way.
1: (laughs) Not a great compliment, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Never compare your lady to a fast food restaurant.
0: restaurant. Mm. Dating advice from Mandy. He asks her if her purse is Celine Dion, but it's just Celine, which is apparently a designer. He snorts while laughing about this. I did not go back and double check this,
1: but I was like, I'm 98% sure it's just Celine and it has nothing to do with
0: Celine Dion, but you know, I have some of the same questions. (laughs) (laughs) They decide to play darts. Sutton's form is hilarious. Just the way her hand goes like above her head. And I, I wouldn't even be able to imitate it if I could try, but certainly not on a podcast. And then it's Steve's turn and he says he's going to do it while closing his eyes. And they're kind of like have this little flirty back and forth. So I think there is maybe a little chemistry here or at least like a good, like jokey friends vibe. And at the end, they high five each other.
1: So there there was a face play in there when he says he's going to close his eyes and do it. And whatever the Mm -hmm. result of that throw is. Sutton gives this big, huge, open-eyed, open-mouth face play, which I kept mm. trying to capture, but she was always <laughs> moving. And so it was mm, always blurry. blurry. And yeah. so that was my face play, face play of, the of the game. Okay. I really enjoyed that. For making her snort, for saying how much he likes it when she takes charge, I gave. Steve, I was like, what is his name again? I gave Steve <laughs> my bystander of the week. We're gonna first, it was all J names on Salt Lake City, and here it's gonna yeah, be yeah. all S names. Sutton, like, we don't, Steve, Steve Santos, Santos. I don't Whoever know. Sutton is riding, I gave my bystander <laughs> of the week. I thought about giving the horse
0: that, like
1: in the first oh. scene, I was like, I wonder if the horse will be the best bystander. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. I'm glad that he received your bystander award, but his. He and Sutton high-fiving at the end rather than a kiss was my error of the game. But they were just
1: high-fiving after a good shot. It wasn't like that was the end of their date. It was kind of, I mean, it was the end of the scene.
0: Yeah. And it was the end of the scene, but they don't know that. I know, but it was okay. it was awkward. It was like the, they high-fived and then they like looked at each other like, there should be more, but there's not. We're just high-fiving. Well, but I just felt cute. like come on, give us some good chemistry play. I want to root for a love story and I'm not really, I don't feel pulled, sucked into this. Do you? Are you like, I can't wait to see what happens with Sutton and Steve?
1: Well, no, because I find the entire idea of having a relationship develop in front of cameras super (laughs) off-putting. But um, I thought they did have cute chemistry. I thought like her putting her head on his back, on bowing there was a lot of touch and a lot of... Like you said, there's a lot of chemistry that I feel is nice.
0: Maybe I just be, I watched too much Bachelor and whatever else, but I was like, I I needed like, I needed them to be spilling PTCs to each other, putting up and breaking down walls some like making out, you know. Some roses. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think it's a little, I think Housewives is not The Bachelor. Ah, but like if, if her storyline is she's moving on and trying to date, like I want to, I want to feel invested in that. And I just don't.
1: Well, I think Steve is like, he's a nice guy so far as we know, but I'm really, I don't know. Moving on from our disappointment in the the rapidity of this relationship's development, what's going on with Sutton and her drinking? I'm oh. a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. Okay? So she's, she's like later in the episode, she's got a roadie, she's bringing her own mixer here. Like... I'm just like, is she is she starting to become a little bit of a habitual drinker? What's going on?
0: I don't know, but it doesn't seem to affect her in the same way that like, you know, I gave Erica play of the game for getting sloshed before dinner because it like alters her behavior in such an amusing way. But with Sutton, it doesn't really seem to in the same way. So it's interesting. Well,
1: there is the question Would that apology play have been as good if she had been sober. Who Mm,
0: knows? Good Mm. question. Maybe it makes her a better player.
1: Which is a dangerous combination here. <laughs> Moving right
0: along. Steve asks Sutton when they're going out again, and she chokes on chalk. So we'll see what happens there. And Kyle and Mauricio are now, we're back at their house, and they're at their little black and gold bar in their house, and they're talking. And given like how quickly after this it seems like the news breaks about their their separation or divorce or whatever the news was, it makes me wonder how entirely fabricated the scene was like, are they not even talking to each other at all anymore, but they had to come together and fill this film this for the show. But I don't know.
1: If so, Mauricio is a a great actor or he is just
0: not oblivious. He's oblivious. Or he's just like, a. that's what I feel like they make him. I feel like they're making him look like he's oblivious they're making
1: him look like he clearly is still in love with her this is my takeaway from this scene right that mm-hmm. he still loves her still like does not realize the situation is as bad as all that yeah and they really they really make her look like the the villain in this scene mm, you i think so? yeah i really did because it makes it look like she's super nitp- like Let's talk about it after you tell us about the scene.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kyle's talking about uh, talking about how she likes talking with her therapist, Jamie. She's a big source of comfort for her. She says this year has been challenging for us. She takes a deep breath and Mo tells her to just say whatever she needs to say. I actually liked this in this moment, him giving her permission to just like be honest. Did you see what happened in that moment?
1: Right? Like he says that and they're holding hands and there's voiceover And she starts talking while the camera is on their hands. And then the camera goes up to Mauricio turning to his left and her mouth not moving at all while there is dialogue. (laughs) So this was a little Frankenmitten.
0: It was definitely Frankenmitten cut together and all that. She says that she finds herself thinking day to day about the things that she wants to bring up in the next therapy session. And Mo says it becomes fun. And Kyle says, I wouldn't say fun. And they go back and forth a bit and then they agree on the adjective good. That therapy is good. Mo says it helps him be more in tune with himself. And Kyle says she hopes it's helping him reflect. That's Uh, twice.
1: She's now jumped on him twice for his word choice. With a total lack of empathy or understanding for like what he is getting across. Yeah, maybe he doesn't mean it's like fun, like it's a party. But he means like it feels good and it's a yeah. release. And the same thing with this like in tune with me so that I can better be present and know what I'm feeling in order to hash this out with you or whatever.
0: Like- yeah, I felt her in that moment, though. I was I was because it seems like she's pulling him into therapy because she's like something is wrong here between us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, this is fun. And oh, yeah, it's helping me be more in tune with myself. And it's like, well, what is it helping you learn about our marriage and about what I need? You know, and he's not recognizing any of that. Yeah. Most thinks it's helping them and that they're in a better place. Kyle says she's not someone who, while he's at work, is going to stay home and go shopping. Although she does like to go shopping a lot. so I
1: know. I thought that was kind of a funny statement <laughs> coming out of her mouth. Another
0: moment where I was like,
1: they're painting Kyle as a, vi- a villain.
0: <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah. She probably just meant she doesn't want to only go shopping. She wants to get right. and have a career. He says, <laughs> that's great. And her ideas and her career are amazing. And then he does a little boasting play about how many offices he has now and how many more he's going to have. So he's talking about, you know, the rate at which his business is growing and how much effort he has to put in. They have a little disagreement about whether they can consider themselves empty nesters yet. And this is just like a, I see this as like a Myers-Briggs difference too, like a personality difference where like, yeah. it sounds like Moe's is a person whose head is in the future. The last child hasn't left home, but they're like one foot out the door probably. And so right. He, it's a short matter of years. Yeah. So he's like, we basically emptied it. Like his head is in the future. That's where my head always is too. So I can relate with that. Like to yeah. me, my kids are already like in high school, even though they're not, <laughs> but that's just how... I'm always looking forward to what's next. And Kyle, yeah. as, an, as you know, I have guessed that her personality type in Myers-Briggs is ESFJ and SJ, anyone with the SJ, they use a function called um, introverted sensing, which is a very like, it's more like past and present oriented. So they base things on like what they've experienced. And if they haven't experienced it, they don't see it as a reality yet. So living in the future is not necessarily a hurt doesn't mean they can't plan for the future but they plan for the future based on their past experiences
1: i had to ask you so i am somebody who i do sit there and i think yeah there's only like my kid is going to be home less years going forward than he has already been like we're already halfway Mm -hmm. through having our kid live with us god god willing (laughs) (laughs) just you know for his success um but on the other hand, like I don't get excited about things. Like I'm looking forward to things maybe, but I don't have that like, oh, I'm so excited about this trip we're going to take in six months mm-hmm. or whatever, like until I'm on that trip. Mm, interesting. So like I'm a little SJ, but I'm also a little not SJ.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, you can, we can discuss that offline. Okay. I, <laughs> I just made this all no, about I'm trying
0: me. to I'm trying <laughs> to fit it into like what I think your personality type might be. And I'm kind of in between two types for you actually. Like ENTJ, ESTJ is my, it's my guess. And those one, one is an SJ and one is not. So we'll have to figure, we'll have to figure you out.
1: (laughs) I'm an enigma. Oh,
0: So uh, Kyle ITMs with some tear play that she is not going to stay in a situation that she's not happy in and things she wouldn't want her daughter to accept. She's not going to accept for herself. Mo takes her hand and says, We've through all of this, we've never stopped loving each other, and yeah, I just my thoughts here were just that he it he seems oblivious about how serious this is for her, although I thought it could also be the cameras and him just wanting not wanting to, like show how bad things are on yeah. the cameras. They may have, you know, he might be like, I'm not ready for the world to know how bad things are between us. So I'm just like faking my way through this. could also be the editing. There's one point where they show him laughing. And her with this like concerned, upset expression and sighing as though these two things are happening at the same time, but they're clearly not like they show them off face and they cut from one to the other. And so, you know, they're definitely trying to make things look a certain way here.
1: Yeah, I would say Kyle's like her PTC, IFI, all of that is is pretty good in this scene. So it's good play. And the thing that so I am of two minds, right? I think in on one hand, she looks a little bit like a villain, the way that she is contrary and kind of nitpicking, like when he eats food and she's like getting on him for having crumbs on his mouth and I'll wait till you're <laughs> done eating. And I was just like, chill. <laughs> but her discomfort was so palpable. Her anxiety over having these conversations sometimes when a marriage needs help, it's that communication piece. And it's just really difficult to communicate without that impartial third party there to help mm. you. And I just really felt that from mm. her. So I, I, I did appreciate that. And I did really understand and empathize with that.
0: Yeah. I felt that too. I, she just seemed like I I wasn't getting the villain vibe, but maybe that's just because I have, I feel a lot of compassion for her knowing that their marriage does end that she's probably just fed up with him at this point. And when you get to that point with someone, like every little thing you do just bugs you.
1: Yeah. So, but, and it's possible that I'm just charmed by Mauricio. This is my first (laughs) season with him. You know, he's this handsome Mediterranean looking guy. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's possible that that's all that is for me.
0: (laughs) He does a good job with the charming in that, in that episode, for sure. If we haven't, if we hadn't had all the ITMs of Kyle talking about how bad things are, you know, it'd be easy to fall for his like, oh, but you know, we still have loved each other for all this time. But yeah, he's a smooth Exactly. So then we get a little upcoming after the commercial that Garcelle is something about Garcelle giving Erica a ring and having to give a BJ every day. And I was like, what? what's happening? I don't know. Well. We find out later that there's going to be a lot of jewelry and a lot of uh, sex forward play.
1: Yes. I think we have an explicit rating so we can go ahead and just say out loud, are these women giving blowjobs for jewelry? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we come back from that little teaser and we are at Anna Marie's Champagne and Diamonds brunch. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, We have kind of a a glam warm-up sequence where Anna-Marie is ITMing to her glam team that she wants everyone to come together on Mother's Day and feel pampered, and she wants to talk to Crystal and clear the air. I'm not sure how I feel about the clip of her at work talking to Marcellus. I don't like the mix of medical and reality TV filming, but that's just me. Crystal is with her glam crew, and essentially she's like, this could be weird, but I think there's a chance for friendship. And then we cut to Garcelle with her glam team, and they ask her if she has warned Anne-Marie how lunches can get. And she says, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, she's looking forward to the drama.
0: Yeah. Grab the popcorn.
1: And then we cut to Avi giving Sutton a very full drink that is apparently also very, quote, unquote, spicy. And I think this is an enabling moment of alcohol. And <laughs> that is why I almost gave him like this combined with his PRC play <laughs> earlier. He almost became my, my bystander.
0: Yes. Him making her a roadie was another point towards him as my bystander of the week. I am not saying anything about supporting any sort of unhealthy habit. I believe that to Mandy. Mandy likes to call people out on that. I prefer to stay silent.
1: Um,
0: Because she maybe just is having a good
1: time and it's (laughs) fine. It's fine. So then we cut to Dorit. She is talking to PK who is in London and it's Mother's Day. And PK says, hey, it's not that big a deal in the UK. And by the way, you're not my mother. And she's like, yo, I am your children's mother. AKA baby mama, it's important to her that he makes an effort to be with her on that day in the future. Ta-da. <laughs> so the ladies start arriving at the beautiful, glamorous diamonds and champagne or champagne and diamonds brunch. I couldn't
0: get the order straight either.
1: I think it's diamond champagne and diamonds. Yeah, I think. Oh, because they get champagne first and then they walk inside and there are diamond. There's just like jewelry displays everywhere. And it's apparently Jason's of Beverly Hills. And Mm -hmm. the Jason is there. And I'm guessing this is a very famous jewelry store in Beverly Hills. I don't know. But it made me think, you know what? I'd watch that show. Like, that's the show I want to see is how do you get to be Jason of Beverly Hills? Are you tied in with diamond
0: mafias? Like, what's going on? (laughs) Like, how? what was his rise to fame? Did he start out? What are you calling? What are we calling the show? Jason in the 90? Diamonds and Bros?
1: (laughs) Diamonds and Bros. (laughs) I don't know. I'd kind of like to have some sort of like mafia or you know, like illicit diamond trade, like something. I want something in there. (laughs) (laughs) So ladies start arriving. Um, When Erica shows up, she was not our first to show up, but she's the first one who I really cared about showing up because she isn't a great Pink coat dress that mm-hmm. is super short, super pink, super cute. Mm-hmm. I loved it the most, and she is my fashion play, fashion play of, the of the week in that little pink coat dress. I it was I very- agree
0: with you. It was like twill or something. Yeah, or- was at like first a, I a thought t-shirt-y. like sherpa, but then when you saw better tweed, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was also, she also got my fashion play of the game. Ta-da! I did really, I wanted to say as an honorary second place mention that I did really like Anna Marie's dress because she looks like a cake. It was like this like pastel orange and then it had like this lining on it that looked like cake frosting to me.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. It had sort of the two sort of ribbons, like almost like piping, but not like, yeah, not like little tubes, like piping, but you know, like,
0: Yeah, and then there's like lines around, cylindrical lines around like going down towards the bottom of the dress and it makes it look like a layered cake. Delicious.
1: So there is, for some reason, broken glass on the steps when Erica arrives. And I don't know why this wasn't cleaned up before they filmed this moment. Normally there are two guys who are up there holding champagne, sort of flanking the door. I'm guessing the non ragamuffin cater waiter went to go get something to clean up the broken glass on the steps while the one who looks like he just got done surfing is still there <laughs> handing out champagne. But it's just another way that we know Bravo is bringing us true reality and not waiting to stage everything perfectly. So I mm. liked that. Mm. I was also really curious when Erica showed up, does she have children? We, I have never heard her talk mm. about having children. And I was like, this is a Mother's Day brunch. I looked it up. She has a son. I know I've got to read Pretty Mess, but she has a son who is a police officer who she's mm-hmm. apparently very proud of. She married her first husband in 1991, and then she divorced in 1996 and went to LA. But Wikipedia doesn't tell me any more than that as far as who is raising her son.
0: Yeah. So she had him before Tom and then, um, but he was still, I don't know what exactly what age, but I think there was still a little bit of raising left to do when she moved in with Tom and then uh, but yeah now he's a grown adult and but yeah he came up a lot in the big lawyer up season because some some stuff happened with him at the same time that stuff was happening with tom and she was extremely stressed because he got into like this horrible accident where like his car flipped several times and um, all at the same time that she was dealing with something with tom and so that that came up we've never met him though
1: I since viewers already know this about her having a son. I guess I could probably take this section out.
0: <laughs> Maybe some people are new to it like you. There we go.
1: Or they forget. Or they forget. So just so you know, Sutton is still trying to get out the door in all of this because we keep going to clips to her with Avi trying to help her get herself out the door so she gets a definite tfp a tardy for the party Mm -hmm. um, because she will be the last to arrive so we have a lot of show me the money plays going on we uh, learn we have some interactions where we learn one of the necklaces is 3.5 million dollars another one is 1 million dollars then we kind of get a moment where Anna Marie is asking Erica about the trip, and Erica says she had a great time. She was surprised by how angry she was at the Merce Fiasco release. Um, <laughs> but she's really glad that Crystal is better. And Anna Marie is like, hey, look at that, another great segue. Speaking of Crystal, we haven't come to a resolution yet. So we know that this is this is coming, right? Then Dorit and Crystal arrived together, and I will say I really like Crystal's updo in her red dress, but it wasn't enough to conquer Erica's pink dress. Mm. But there we go. And then we get a teaser that there's going to be a conversation about Sutton's date, and we're off to the races.
0: And Dorit's outfit was
1: horrible. Oh, yeah, it was like that blue plaid pantsuit or, like, shirt dress that was really long. Or
0: Just because there's a designer logo all over something doesn't mean you have to wear it. That's how I felt about that outfit.
1: Do you know how I feel about wearing things with designer logos all over them? (laughs) That's when I don't want to wear it. Like, why am I advertising for you for free?
0: I mean, I think sometimes the stuff is cute that has the designer logos all over it. But this one was awful. Just awful. So we are, after commercial, we're back at the Diamonds and Champagne party, and the ladies are greeting Crystal and Dorit Sutton arrives, and as you mentioned, she gets the TFP, the tardy for the party, that is the award for the person who arrives last because... Often, the producers tell the women what order to arrive, and they tell them what time to arrive, and the person arriving last is often embroiled in the most drama. I'm not sure if that was the case here or if she was just late, which sometimes happens, too. Because
1: <laughs> sometimes when you're drunk, you can't get your shit together <laughs> you and get out of the door.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. They did imply that there was going to be some beef between her and Anna Marie, so I thought maybe that's why she was getting the TFP, but then they don't have any confrontation. Anna Marie only no. has a confrontation with Crystal. So maybe it may have just been uh, a, I was late. She's having trouble making it up the stairs here because of the amount of alcohol she's drank. It's a little mini IFI. She's still got her roadie with her from Avi and the women note that she's already a little tipsy. Sutton ITMs that she just wants to loosen up and have fun and they can, um, the rest of them can all drink Corbell which is apparently what they're serving and is beneath her. She <laughs> says, I am not going to drink that stuff. They transition to the other room to look at jewelry, and Sutton is playing a show me the money here by buying, or at least seriously considering buying, a ring that's 375000 And Erica says, well, that's a steal. And she wishes that she had met this jeweler in another life. Erica ITMs, she likes diamonds, but she's had enough fights over jewels lately, and she's okay. I like that moment playing into her storyline here. Yeah. Crystal and Erica are admiring some sort of ring on Crystal's finger. And Erica tells her to just call Rob and tell them to make another animated smash. (laughs) Erica's got a lot of good. She's not like part of any of the drama during any of the diamonds and rosé stuff. But she's got a lot of good like inserting herself with like funny comments. Then we cut to Sutton back in the kitchen, pouring herself another drink, and she just keeps going with the alcohol. <laughs> it's just like glug, glug, glug. It's gluck.
1: a massive pour. It's a like <laughs> really heavy-handed pour.
0: And then she goes, Oh, maybe, maybe too much. And she pours some of it down the sink. Which is a little sad,
1: a little waste yeah. of alcohol. But what are you gonna I know. do?
0: As someone who maybe hasn't always had a lot of money, I was like, no, alcohol's expensive. What are you doing? <laughs> But if you can buy a three hundred seventy five thousand dollar ring without really blinking, then it you probably don't care about the amount of alcohol that you pour down the sink.
1: But she doesn't actually buy it, does she? She just likes it. I
0: don't know. It sounded like to me like she was going to buy it, but they they never really show the they never really show her walking away with it. So maybe not. A um, group of the women are sitting together chatting. Crystal asks how Erica is feeling after the trip. And Erica, this is just kind of private between the two of them. Erica says Crystal is the only one that has made any apology play to her. And she's grateful to her and she would like the others to play some apologies to her. Garcelle notifies Jason of Jason's Jewelry. Yeah, sorry. Jason of diamonds and bros and
1: bleacher nation feel
0: free to send in
1: some comments with suggestions for the title of the show (laughs) about jason the jeweler
0: (laughs) he tells she tells him that sutton still has the has that bracelet on and they joke that she'll sneak out with it on and erica says there's a man around here who will not let that happen and then we see the jewelry bodyguard or security guard or whatever you want to call him
1: who gets really, I don't know if those face plays we get from him when they're talking about <laughs> blowjobs for jewelry, like, but they, they do a nice edit to make it look like he's super awkward yes. listening to that.
0: Sutton asks if she could ask Christian to pay for it, and Erica says just send in the bill. And Sutton has a little subtle face play here where she kind of looks up into the side contemplating this idea. Anna Marie pulls Crystal aside to talk. She ITMs that she wants to clear the air with her so that she doesn't keep harboring this resentment toward her. Crystal updates Anne-Marie on her health and thanks Anne-Marie for being there for her. Anne-Marie says she wants to talk about their differences and we get a little montage of their disagreements up to this point. And Anne-Marie says she doesn't want Crystal to take her passion as her taking out her anger on her.
1: And in this little montage, there's a clip where Crystal calls Anna Marie a bitch, and I oh. looked back to find out what episode that was, and Sleething. I found the air date of it, and it was about four. It was four weeks before the air date of this one, so I think episode twelve is when the ewib
0: was reset. Okay. Oh my so gosh, that is four. some excellent sleuthing work. Da, da, da. When sleuth of the episode, that will be very helpful when we're trying to figure out our eWeb. Because they did not reset it in this episode. Crystal says they just have to agree to disagree. And her intention is to move on. And she does a check-in here. So this is a piece of an apology. We still haven't decided if you do a piece of an apology, but if the words I'm sorry aren't there, if it counts or not. But she does the check-in. She says, if that's not where you are, just let me know. So I thought that was a beautiful check-in. We cut to the other players kind of spying on them from the other room, which is cute.
1: I love Kyle. She was like, we're not nosy. Also us. And they like (laughs) like turn and stare. (laughs) Yeah, that was great.
0: Anna Marie says she wants to move forward. She wants to have fun. Crystal ITMs, she thought Anna Marie would move on when pigs flew and she looks around for pigs. And on the back on the couch, they are hugging. So then we're back to the other players. They ask Sutton about her date. And she says the date went well. And he texted her that they haven't kissed yet. But they five fived. <laughs> Erica says he wants a blowjob, and that's when we get the security guard standing awkwardly by having to listen to this conversation Sutton ITMs she just wants someone she just wants to know someone before she doesn't she before she does something like that and she also wants to see a health certificate
1: which leads us to a great a great mantra like know them before you blow them."
0: I guess (laughs) Erica says to get Steve over to the ring and then Sutton will blow him And Dorit wonders if she's good enough at BJ's for that. And she says, Kyle might be the best out of all of us. Erica ITMs that no one has ever complained about her BJ. And and she doesn't have a small esophagus. Uh Kyle ITMs that she doesn't blow and tell. Garcelle ITMs that she has enough jewelry, but not as much as Kyle. Kyle. And we cut back to the players, and Kyle is not denying it, and Sutton calls her a gloating goat.
1: And I thought maybe this is part of Kyle's problem in her marriage, is she's (laughs) tired of giving blowies just to get things.
0: Just Just to get her diamonds. And coming up, we see that Garcelle is going to be telling Erica that she didn't want her to fall, but she sticks by her opinion forever. And this is regarding the earrings and all that. Stuff that was happening during the lawyer up place previously. So
1: we come back from our commercial break. Erica says, All of us really like each other, and I want to see us stand up for each other more. And she mm-hmm. shares that from the other side of that tough period. So that was kind of her personal tragedy card she is disappointed half of her wants an apology from certain people that didn't believe in her and sutton mouths me and raises her hand Mm -hmm. and the other half of her she says like no if they wanted to apologize they would
0: yep if they wanted to make apology plays they would have
1: (laughs) dorit points out that the one thing she said that upset Erica shouldn't erase 18 months of support. And she ITMs. It was difficult to support Erica because she wasn't talking to us. She had no empathy. There was shocking news coming out all the time, but that she and Kyle blindly supported her anyway. Kyle says she took issue with how Erica handled it, but she never doubted that Erica had nothing to do with the fraud. And she was always very vocal about that. Mm -hmm. And then we move to Garcelle who says, I didn't want you to fall, but I had an opinion and I'm going to stick with that forever, which is I, Garcelle is coming at it from a a very like justice point of view. Mm -hmm. I think like, let's talk about the justice of all this. So this is the start now of our apology festival, which is really only two apologies, (laughs) but still we're calling it a festival because it felt very festive
0: to get more than one apology in a row is, is fun.
1: Right. Well we had like lined up PTCs in Spain and now we're having kind of a little bit of lined up apology play.
0: Apology play or lack thereof is for some players who are just (laughs) refusing to ever go there.
1: All right. We'll start with Sutton's apology. I'm
0: apologizing to Erica because I think I caused her a lot of hurt.
1: Thank you.
0: And blame that was
1: not yours. Thank you. I appreciate you acknowledging that. Thank you.
0: And I mean that.
1: Thank you. It never had to be this
0: way. I know it didn't. Everything would have been a lot different. I'm just, I'm real sorry. I am. I'm really sorry. Thank you. I really am. I really appreciate it.
1: That was a lovely, lovely apology. So I gave her a one for taking accountability, which she did mm-hmm. repeatedly. I gave her a 0.5 for being specific because she doesn't say what it was she did. Right. Really. But she does get a full point for acknowledging the impact because it caused her a lot of hurt and blame Mm -hmm. that was not yours. And then I gave her a 0.5 for the check in because the scene, the way it unfolds, and obviously we've kind of played it all there together but the fact that she just keeps coming back and is like i really mean that i'm really sorry i'm just really sorry and so that to me was a point a five kind of just kind of checking in by like constantly like reiterating this just to make sure you know i feel this way mm. so overall she got a three-point apology drunk Sutton. okay
0: i gave her the one for accountability i gave her the one for impact because she said you know i it caused a lot of hurt And blame that was not hers. I didn't give her the other half points. I don't think she ever said what she did wrong. So there was no specificity. And um, I didn't give her a check in because she never said like, is this enough? Do you need more? You could I could maybe give her like a bonus half a point for because the accountability was there like a million times. Right. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. I really am sorry. So she could get maybe a little extra for that. But I didn't see anything in the other categories. So, I I mean, I thought it was a a two pointer, but a solid two pointer. And there was no no um, qualifiers, no snarky tone, no anything else.
1: I will say though, when she says like the blame that was not yours, that to me speaks a little bit to the specificity that like I blamed, I put blame on you. That wasn't yours. Oh, okay. So that's kind of, I think that's where my half point came from.
0: All right. So. I'll go, I'll go with that half point for you I, I mean, with you. So that's a 2.5 for me, whether it's
1: 2.5 points or three points this apology by a tipsy Sutton was my play, <laughs> play of the game all
0: right yeah it was definitely a better apology than the one that that follows here so
1: <laughs> best, best apology
0: of the entire episode
1: apart from mine
0: oh right of course
1: i think i just got a deduction for that though
0: <laughs> bragging
1: bragging about your apology is a deductible <laughs> point
0: i think that's okay you can brag about your apology so.
1: <laughs> So we move on to Kyle's apology and she says,
0: Erica, I know that I was defending you. If you didn't feel that enough, I'm sorry. You've always been an amazing friend to me. Thank you. Always.
1: Well, <laughs> that was more of a defense than an apology in some ways. <laughs> a one for taking accountability. She says, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. A point 0.5 for acknowledging the impact. Mm. You didn't feel that enough was if you were to Mm. see that as like Kyle saying that was the flaw or the impact rather, not the flaw, but the Mm. impact on Erica that that she didn't feel like she was being defended, but definitely a big old deduction because she's saying like, I know that I was defending you. And if you didn't feel that enough, she's really putting it on Erica, which I thought was not that great. So at the end of the day, I gave her a 0.5. So kind yeah. of a faux apology.
0: Yeah, I gave her a one for accountability. I gave her a one for specificity. But now I'm wondering if, yeah, if that more belongs into in impact. Now I can't remember what she said.
1: I know that I was defending you if you didn't feel that enough. I'm sorry. You've always been an amazing friend to me.
0: Yeah, I guess that's more impact than specificity. And then a minus point for the qualifier because she starts off with I know that I <laughs> I know yeah. that I did everything right, but I'm going to apologize anyway because you need to hear it. So, yeah. minus 1 for qualifier. So I gave her a one point. Despite the
1: qualifier, no, I think she is trying to sincerely say like I'm sorry that you didn't feel like I was there for you.
0: Yeah. And she is trying, she is trying to repair the friendship in some way she could do better, but she at least tried. And some other, some people didn't try at all. So.
1: All right. So Erica appreciates the acknowledgement from these ladies and their apologies. And she thanks them for hearing her, which I really, I really liked Erica's openness in all of this. The fact that she very much just kind of calmly, lays it out Mm. she's not like super emotional about it but then she does have some really good tear play at the end which is great so we do see how she really is feeling she says she's let it go and now we can fight about someone else which i thought was fun
0: yeah there was i was getting a little bit of heather gay vibes off of her where she's just really trying to maintain that outer exterior like shell and wall yeah but she does get let herself be vulnerable enough to let them through a little bit and have some tears come out which was great
1: all right and then we get some scenes uh for our our next episode uh we've got sutton saying never lose your independence i don't even remember what that was about (laughs) we get Dorit and pk in another phone fight there's some kind of stadium event and at first I got really excited because they give an aerial shot and it says Kyle on the stadium. And Mm. I was like, oh, is Mauricio making a grand gesture? Mm. Not so much. So it looks like what this is, is Kyle maybe is hosting a soft release for Erica Jane's Vegas act. And then we get something has hit the news that is big and we see Garcelle reacting to it. We see Sutton reacting to it. We see Crystal reacting to it. And then we cut to Kyle and Mo telling their daughters that they haven't told them everything because they were trying to protect them. So, of course, I went straight to the internet and I was like, what is going on? And learned the sad truth. Tear. they're separated. So.
0: Yeah, so her news is going to be out. I don't know if that's next episode or if they're just, if they're teasing what, if, comes like a still two three episodes from now hopefully it's next episode because i it's just dragging like we need <laughs> we need the news yeah. to break and um i was really cringe at the thought that they might actually be breaking the news to their kids for the first time on camera so i hope that that's staged <sighs> and that they already had this discussion before but they're like re-having the discussion on camera
1: that's both the- options are not good though whether it's super cringy because it's really for the first time on camera or whether it had to be done and then they asked the kids, can we redo this on camera? Like, that's super cringy, too.
0: I guess. I mean, that's just part of being in reality TV, though, and getting your family involved. As long as, like, they have the kids' permission and they're like, yeah, we'll do this, then I'm o- I'm okay with it. I think it makes for good television.
1: How old is their youngest daughter? I mean, I don't think any like of them high are school, legally... I think.
0: I think their older yeah. ones are graduated and um, and then the younger one is in high school, I think. Still,
1: I don't <laughs> like it. I do not like it.
0: It's good TV. All
1: right. What did I say was my error of the week again? Because I originally put Kyle in my, in my notes and now I want to change that.
0: I can't remember. I, can't. I don't know if you said one.
1: I said something. Oh, well. I'll figure it out when I listen and edit, guys.
0: You sure will. <laughs> You'll figure it out while you're editing. Uh, well, where were you on MVP? Because I had a kind of, I mean, you know, I felt like there was kind of like three people in the running for MVP.
1: I, I At one point, I thought about Anna Marie because for hosting <laughs> the Champagne and Diamonds, which allowed for two different storylines to kind of wrap up and open up our bandwidth for more things, right? We were okay. wrapping up. Theoretically, two different storylines: the Crystal and Marie fight, and the Erica mm-hmm. Jane apology needs. Uh, so I thought about that. I thought about Sutton. I maybe no. I don't know that I really thought about Sutton. I maybe mm-hmm. thought about Kyle, but I don't know. But here's what it boils down to. All right. There were multiple IFIs in therapy. There were IFIs and PTCS at the Champagne and Diamonds brunch there was a fashion play of the week there was a gracious acceptance of apologies complete with tear play followed by a funny joke about the nature of reality tv housewife life and for all of those things erica jane is my mvp
0: okay so i had three on my list i thought sutton played a good game all the way through this is the third episode in a row where i felt like she played a good i game. know right maybe not quite as good as the last two episodes but pretty good uh i thought kyle played a good game all around and i thought um that erica played a good game all around and i liked that hers kind of like started and ended and like she was kind of the storyline for that right even though yes we had some some storyline of kyle and mauricio and whatnot i felt like erica like begin began it and ended it
1: she was the the book ending alpha and omega
0: yes So for her filmed therapy session, where she revisited her I lost everything PTC and played an I don't have Tom Girardi safety net IFI, which I just love a filmed therapy session, by the way.
1: Right there is probably where I was like, oh, she's going to win this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For her absolutely amazing cross-eyed face play. For her pink tweed skirt jacket thing that won my fashion play of the game. For all her quips around the the show-me-the-money diamonds at the diamond and champagne brunch. For her sex-forward teasing of Sutton that made the security guard uncomfortable. And finally, for confronting all of the women about her resentment over how they treated her for the last two years and pulling two additional apology plays out of players who are known for their lack of apology play. Erica was my MVP.
1: That is impressive. I, you know, I forget when you think about the fact that she basically pulled two apologies like that and not knowing this, but sensing, especially Sutton, it was probably a hard one to pull an apology out of Mm -hmm. and such a great apology out of Sutton too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, great play, Erica Jane. I want to read your book.
0: The book is like a little outdated at this point though, because I think it happens before the lawyer at play. So that's unfortunate. She needs to do another one, but. So the ewib, uh, that's is our episodes without invoking bitch, uh, which is an, a g- count that we like to keep. We are going to put that at now that you have found the last place where they said bitch, at least we're assuming it's the last place was episode 12. So 13, 14, 15, and now we're in 16. So that's four. The e is at four. four.
1: This that's, is amazing. I've never it's... experienced such a high e web my whole life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, we we couldn't get above zero in Salt Lake City, at least not in the last several episodes. So (laughs) We're doing okay here. We're doing okay.
1: I wonder, like, the e I feel like, should include not just bitch, but anytime somebody, like, dishes out a really mean, like, a nasty insult, you know?
0: I mean, we got to keep it. We got to focus on one thing at a time. So we'll count (laughs) the bitch first. If we can get Uh long- We can start to like eliminate bitch from the game. Then we can start to go to the other insult.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that we were goal oriented with Ivy
0: Have you met me? (laughs) Goal oriented is my middle name. (laughs) Not me. I'm like Mauricio. I'm just hanging out. I'm just going to try and smooth talk some people. We had a friend who was asking us how the podcast was going and. You know, I was like, oh, we've got a little bit of a following. We're just trying to figure out how to you know, get some more people to discover us. And she's like, well, it's just for fun, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> Nothing's just for fun. <laughs> do you know me? I don't do anything just for fun. It is fun, but it's not just for fun.
1: It's not just for fun. Which brings <laughs> us to how everyone better be sharing this, rating it, mm-hmm. reviewing yes, it, please. giving us lots of stars. Um, there are no blowies that come with those
0: (laughs) yeah follow us at real housewives of bend oregon on instagram subscribe to the podcast and yeah we'd really appreciate it we have every intention of taking over the way that people watch this game so that everyone will be watching and say did you Hear that PTC that Sutton played last week. And I can't believe that apology play. That was definitely a faux apology. That was a negative one on the, we want that to be just like regular jargon. That is the goal. And so we got to share with everyone to spread the proper way of viewing
1: If you watch
0: the Super Bowl
1: or overheard it in between the ads for the Super Bowl, like that's that's what we're getting at is this type of commentary on the play as well. Mm -hmm. I would personally love some comments. I would love for us to get some feedback from audience members from our Bleacher Nation telling us anything that you like. I need a comment and suggestion box like I want Mm -hmm. some feedback Um, because that's that's my my theater Side is like okay, so tell me what's working and what's not working.
0: Also, your extroverted thinking dominant process in Myers Briggs. Oh, tell me about that. <laughs> They're, they like feedback, <laughs> outer world feedback. Yeah, I like. Outer I world don't. I, I you don't I have, care. I have a harder time with it. I know that I need it. <laughs>
1: but you don't. You don't want to get it.
0: Like, tell me what's wrong, but don't really.
1: But but make <laughs> so sure it's in a feedback yes. sandwich, okay? I'm shit so with
0: some like really amazing compliments. Tell me yeah. how amazing I am with maybe like a tiny little like. But that will probably be the only thing I remember is the tiny little. Could you improve this? And then I'll. Well, that's the that's <laughs> the
1: study of the brain, right? Where they they say it takes like seven positives to erase the the mm-hmm. feeling of one negative or something. Yeah.
0: I probably so, need a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a right. hundred one.
1: So, <laughs> so uh send the dm to the instagram and just say for mandy only. for mandy's and then sandra <laughs> won't read it and i will and then i'll find a way to just slide that little bit like oh, i was <laughs> thinking what if we tried this and that way it will come across to you as super friendly feedback
0: <laughs> that sounds great good plan i love it. all
1: right awesome have a wonderful snowy cold weekend. Yes, you too. have fun editing. I will. I to <laughs>